Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. Yeah. Yeah, you look good. Thank you so much. Have you had your COVID test recently? No. no. Everybody's trying to get a home COVID test they're these hard, days. They're hard to get. Yeah. They are. I'm on the, I'm on the prowl. Yeah. We'll see. I'm going to try to test before we go down. No, we're not going to try to test before we go down. We're going to try to test before we get on the cruise. I just want to be prepared with some other things to do um, if we can't get on. Gotcha. So, all right, we're going to start with the Disney Parks blog. They are talking about the reopening of Typhoon Lagoon. We're pretty excited. Yes. Yeah. Finally. It's our favorite water park, it's like been, anywhere. Yeah. It's been almost two years wow. since Typhoon Lagoon has been open. And they are finally reopening on January 2nd, 2022. Um Blizzard Beach is going to close at that time so they can undergo their annual maintenance and right. refurb. Yeah. Um, hopefully, it's not an extended closure like Typhoon Lagoon had. However, with Typhoon Lagoon's closure, they were able to do some major uh, work that needed to be done. Hmm. I wonder what they did. So, uh, complete sections of rides were replaced Okay. Um, based on what was out in the parking lot. You know, these, these right. places waiting to go in. So, that is good news. Um, and you say it's our favorite water park ever. And we've been to the water park capital of the world. We have. Which surprisingly is in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And you don't think Wisconsin would be a water park capital of anywhere. No, the Dells. They have some nice water parks, That's right. Though. The Wisconsin Dells has a number of indoor and outdoor water parks. Um, and the indoor ones operate year-round. Yep. So, But Typhoon cool. Lagoon's better. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, the next story from the Disney Parks blog, the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Utah Utes were welcomed at Disneyland Resort before the Rose Bowl game on New Year's Day. That's oh, right. they will be. That's right. These two, Well, they were in Disneyland. They're going to be playing on New Year's Day. Oh, before the game on New Year's That's Day. That's right. Dis- okay. Disney is usually involved in the Rose Bowl parade as well as the, uh, I think that's the Tournament of Roses, uh, and the Rose Bowl itself. Uh, so the two teams were in Disneyland, and they had their first official pregame appearance as part of a cavalcade on Main Street. Fun. So that is fun. Uh, along with those teams was the Pasadena City College Tournament of Roses Honor Band. Uh, the game will be played uh, on January 1st. Uh, it will be the 108th playing of the Rose Bowl, and uh, it will be Ohio State versus Utah. I'm sure they're all excited to get back to being able to play in front of an audience. Oh, yeah. The um, celebrations have been revealed for the New Year's Eve 2021 at Disneyland. That's right. Disneyland is going to have their New Year's Eve Fantasy in the Sky fireworks spectacular at 9 p.m. and midnight. And uh, what else is going on? There's going to be a New Year's Eve countdown celebration in It's a Small World from 7.30 to 1.30. <laughs> from 7.30 p.m. to 1.30 a.m. That is going to be a long countdown. Yes, <laughs> very long. Uh, there's a countdown celebration at the Rivers of America. That's from 8.30 to 1. Uh, there's a countdown at Sleeping Beauty Castle. That is from 8 to 1.30. And then there is a New Year's Eve countdown celebration from 8.30 to 1.30 in Tomorrowland. Um, it does not say what these countdown celebrations entail, uh, but Disneyland Park itself will be open until 2 a.m. And then over in California Adventure, they will have countdown celebrations in Paradise Gardens Park and at Hollywood Land, uh, and they will be from 9 p.m. to uh, midnight. Uh, Disney California Adventure will close at 1 a.m. All righty. And now let's head across to Walt Disney World and talk about their New Year's Eve plans. All right. What are the plans there? Well, at Epcot, there will be DJ dance parties uh, throughout the World Showcase. 
Harmonious will be performed at 6.30 p.m. And Cheers to the New Year, a sparkling celebration, will begin at 11.45. Um, Hollywood Studios will have a DJ dance party in front of the Chinese Theater. At the Magic Kingdom, Fantasy in the Sky will be performed at 11.50 p.m. on not only New Year's Eve, but December 30th as well. Disney Enchantment will be performed at 6.30 p.m. on both of those nights. Any chance we're going to be able to see anything from Pop Century? No. <laughs> no, but we could go over to the Contemporary on New Year's Eve and you try keep, to watch from the You keep saying that. Now. They're not going to let us in. No, probably not. <laughs> All right. Um, guests have been facing long lines at Epcot um, on a day that the Lightning Lane Access sold out and two rides went down. Yeah, not a good day today, uh, the 28th, if you were in Epcot. Uh, standby lines were gigantic. Uh, and as Cheryl mentioned, that's because uh, living with the land and what was the other ride that went down? I don't know. You spoke that. Living with the land and Mission Space both went down. Um, so, of course, that's two less rides. That's more people. Yeah. Uh, in the rest of the standby lines, Frozen was a two-hour wait. And even even uh, the sea with Living Sea with Nemo and Friends was an hour wait. Wow. So, uh, not good times. Uh, and Lightning Lane sold out. Mm, well, giving us something to look forward to in a few days. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, oh. you know, this is the, the, the most busy week in Disney you know, in the parks every yeah, we're year. We're going on Saturday, which is the last of that week. So Yeah, but it's also, it's not as busy on New Year's Day as it is between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, I would tend to agree, although I think Saturday might be the last day of some people's vacations. Well, with our luck, it will be very busy. <laughs> Work is underway in the trench of the Journey of Water in Epcot. That's right, the Journey of Water, which is inspired by Moana. Um it's right now. It's just a bunch of dirt piles and trenches, uh, and uh, there's men in the trench. It's a pretty deep trench. It looks like it's maybe 15 feet deep. Um, there's one small wall on the uh, on the site, and there's a bunch of concrete supports getting ready to go in, along with a bunch of pipes. So sooner or later, that will be the journey of water. Very nice. Can't wait for that. You know, it should be the journey of water. What? Like the urinals. Ew. I like this story here. Um, the previous site of Primeval World has opened as stroller parking at the Animal Kingdom. Um, it looks pathetic. It does. It's just this fenced area with bad concrete. And in the picture that we're seeing, there's one stroller parked in the corner. Yeah. Well, the bad concrete goes along with the th overall theme of the land because yeah. it's supposed to be that Route 66 type yeah. of, you know, But this is just area. bad concrete, not like, um, not taking you to anything. Like right. It doesn't lead to anything. It's just right. bad concrete yeah. leading to a fence. It's not pretty. Eventually, this is supposed to be a seating area, but apparently the seats are on back order. <laughs> Come on, really? Along with my CPAP machine. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, the A Taste of Disney Channel has launched on in-room TVs at the Walt Disney World Resort Hotels. That would be a Taste of Disney Plus. Oh, I'm sorry. Taste of Disney Channel is a whole different thing. Taste of Disney would be like cooking. That's right. Uh, Taste of Disney Plus is going to be a looping uh, series of shows or content uh, that is going to be on Disney World Resort Hotels. Uh, if you're in a regular resort, you can tune in on Channel 32. If you have a smart TV at Coronado Springs or the Riviera Resort, you can tune into Channel 64, uh, and you will get the the taste of the latest shows and films on Disney+. Plus. Uh, content is played in a continuous loop, and you can't log into your account or change anything on it. Um, however, uh, if you have the smart TVs, 
uh, and you have a Disney Plus account, you can airplay or cast from any type of device to those TVs. This taste of Disney Plus is full-length shows, so they're not showing you clips. They're showing you the full episode, um, but they might show you one full episode of one show, and then it's going to be one full episode of a different show. Right. And cycling back through to something else. So it'll it'll loop. So I would think that maybe the next day you might see the same thing. Right. All right. Um, Magical Express signage has begun to be taken down at the Walt Disney World Resort Hotels. That's right. As we know, the uh, December 31st is the last day for Disney's Magical Express. Uh, and they have started, re- well, removing the Magical Express signage and replacing it with generic airport shuttle signage. Um, it's kind of sad that they're doing this so early yeah. because there's well, really... Well, so early, know, it's not so early. Well, I guess another four days. Yeah, you got to do it. And... Uh, the Mears Connect service will be replacing Magical Express initially. Uh, there are a couple of other upstart companies that are going to be joining the airport shuttle world. Um, but Mears Connect is essentially the same uh, same buses and same service that was running Disney Express before. They were a third-party operator operating under the Disney umbrella. And uh, now it's it's on them. You know, it's... Uh, it's funny that that Disney, you know, it was compliment a complimentary service mm-hmm. that started during, uh, I believe, the year year of a million dreams. Maybe it's been a long right time. around then, and it was it was a limited time thing. That limited time turned out to be about seventeen years. Was it, that wasn't that long, no. Year we, of a million dreams was like two. Well, that's then that's not when it was because okay, we well. were taking private transportation when we had Isabel at All the beginning. Right. Well, we'll look to see when that was. Okay. but uh, it's been at least fifteen years. Uh, and that was b- built as a complimentary service. You know the cost was factored into uh, your resort stay. Um, so it's funny that here's another service that they're removing and they're not decreasing the cost of, of your resort stay. Started uh, in 2005. Okay, so 16 years. I was close. You were close. Um, and uh, yeah, so January 1st is Mears Connect and then... Uh, new services will begin in February from the other company. Okay. I forgot their name already. Bummer. You know what the Mirrors Connect is going to cost you? Mm, I'm going to say $25 each way. It's uh, $16 per adult one way. Uh, and then they also have a premium service, which is essentially a minivan, uh, $200, and that is for up to four guests. Okay. Um, the CDC is investigating COVID-19 cases on Disney Cruise Line ships. That's right. All four ships right now have moved into a yellow status. Um, and, you know, it's not a big deal because there are 82 other cruise ships in the U.S. that the uh, CDC is looking at that are under investigation. Um, these ships, uh, these 86 ships, have passed the threshold for investigation Uh they're not in a red status yet, so they're not as bad as they could be. Um, <laughs> oh, great. But what that means is that uh, 0.1% uh, or more of the passengers uh, have tested positive during the previous seven days. Uh, that also includes passenger cases occurring within five days of disembarkation. Um, you could have one or more cases reported by the crew. So there there are a number of uh measurements that could push it over the threshold. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just the CDC doing their safety you know, right. checks. Yeah. And the thing is, oh, so you actually said, I think you said within five days of embarkation. It's within five days of disembarkation. I, did, so. I said disembarkation. Okay, maybe you did. Um, but yeah, within five days of getting off the ship, um, it you know has to do with how many people have tested positive. 
Um, and then, you know, 1.5% or more of passengers or 1% um, or more of crew. That's not a lot of people. No. 1% of crew could be one person. Uh, considering the fact that there are probably, what, about 900 crew? Yeah. Although, no, 1% would be one out of 100. Right. So, so it would have to people. be 10. Per- yeah. It would have to be. Yeah, all right. It's not as small as you made it sound. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Next story here. Um, Sony reportedly wants Anya Taylor-Joy for the Black Cat uh, role in future Spider-Man films. That's right. If you're familiar with The Queen's Gambit, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is right now uh, one of the favorites uh, to play uh, Felicia Hardy, also known as the Black Cat, in the Sony Spider-Man universe. Uh, she's not necessarily a, a villain, uh, because at times she has been an enemy or, and an ally, mm-hmm. and sometimes a love interest. Okay. Kind of like Catman to, Catwoman to Batman. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I think we're going to see Sony building on their Spider-Man uh, universe, yeah. especially after the fact that, you know, as of right now, uh, Spider-Man has turned a $600 million profit yeah. and and growing yeah. for Sony. Yep, very successful. I think a lot of that had to do with Doctor Strange being in it, though. Do you? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, they're pulling one of the popular characters from Marvel. So, yeah. Okay. It's going to be good. All right. All right. Let's head over to Universal. All right. At Universal, um, they are reportedly aiming to reopen Poseidon's Fury in February. That's right. Um, so, how do we know this? And that's because there are characters out in front of Poseidon's Fury right now. And that is Professor Elias Baxter and members of the Global Discovery Group who are characters involved with Poseidon's Fury. Um, they are outside talking to guests, and they are the ones mentioning that uh, February is going to be the new opening date. Okay. Um, in Orange County, Florida, they have reached COVID, uh, a COVID-19 positivity rate of 45%. That's right. Uh, around the rest of Central Florida, it's about 39%. Uh, when you look at the fact that two weeks ago it was 5%, yeah. that's uh, kind of meteoric. Um so, you know, that explains why Universal has now gone to masks indoors. Um, I don't think it will be long before we're seeing masks uh, outdoors again. Oh, God, I hope not. That was the worst. I know. I'm fine with indoor masks. I'll wear them all day, every day. But outdoors was terrible, especially in Florida. Yeah. Um, at Icon Park, the Slingshot and the Drop Tower rides are debuting on Tuesday. That would have been today, which was yesterday, if you're listening to the okay. uh, podcast. Uh, so the Orlando Slingshot and the Orlando Freefall have debuted on International Drive. Uh, these are the tallest attractions of their kind in the world. Uh, Freefall reaches 430 feet, and Slingshot stands 300 feet tall, but sends riders about 400 feet into the air out of, a, uh, out of an exploding volcano. Um, slingshot reaches speeds of up to 100 miles an hour on its ascent. Uh, as opposed to freefall, uh, that gradually lifts up to 30 passengers to the top, then tilts to the ground by 30 degrees, and drops everyone face first at 75 miles an hour. That sounds terrible. Are you sure? Absolutely. All right. Now, you know what's more my speed? What's that? Picking citrus. Picking citrus. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, so these new attractions join the Orlando Starflyer, which is a swirling swing ride, and the Orlando Wheel um, at uh, Icon Park, which is a retail and entertainment complex on iDrive. Okay. It's a fun afternoon. There's also a Madame Tussauds and, uh, I believe, an aquarium and lots of fun little shops. Yep. 
The Crayola Experience has added an animated show and has kept their colorful Christmas for a while. That's right. If you head over to the, was it the Orlando Mall? Uh, Orlando's Florida Mall, uh, the Crayola Experience has added a new animated show called Chaos and Creativity. And uh, that is included with the regular price of admission. And they have extended their colorful Christmas event through January 3rd. Uh, part of this event is a giant snow globe, large holiday animatronics, a scavenger hunt, and Scarlet and the Sleigh Bell Singers. Very cool. So if you can't get enough Crayola, head on over to the Orlando, Florida Mall. All right. Now, here's something we don't talk about often, and that's uh, off-the-beaten-path type of experiences. Oh, now you're ready. Yes. As if the Crayola experience wasn't an off-the-beaten-path experience. The Crayola experience is going to be a lot better than the monster truck tour. I'm trying to convince Tony that we need to go to a citrus grove while we're in Florida because I've recently become uh, obsessed with pomelos, and apparently it's pomelo season, and I want to go pick some. Um, So I'm trying to figure out if we want to go to uh, Soggy Acres Pomelo Grove. That's about an hour drive from Orlando. Or we can go to Showcase of Citrus, where I'm not sure I can pick pomelos, though they do have them available. But I can pick other citrus, and they have animals, including a donkey, and they have a monster truck tour. Well, uh, I think, is that closer than an hour? Yes, that's right. Then I think that's the one we (laughs) do. That's like 15 minutes from, I think it's in in Winter Park. Is it close to a Chick-fil-A? I don't know, maybe. Well, if we're supposed to be going to Winter Park to go to Gideon's, so we might as well just do the pomelos at the same time. Maybe. All right. Well, uh, after our trip, we'll come back with a scintillating review of uh, uh, Soggy Acres. <laughs> you were going to be gone for a while, so try not to miss us too much. Yeah. Uh, but we'll be <laughs> back on Friday, and until then, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. You've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.